Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. The psalmist says, The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Today's topic, Reformation Issues. The Protestant Reformation, or Evangelical Awakening, of the 16th century involved many issues. But the central issue was the sufficiency of the work of Jesus Christ for the salvation of people. The medieval Roman Catholic Church taught basically salvation by religious works. They did not deny grace, but they understood it differently. In their thinking, Christ's death opened the means of salvation which was entrusted to the church. Sacraments or religious ceremonies plus good deeds were seen as agents of or contributors to the salvation of people. Salvation was and is channeled through the sacraments, which are found in and administered by the church's priesthood. To the reformers and biblical writers, however, salvation, which consists of the forgiveness of sins, eternal life, and being declared righteous before God, was and is by grace for Christ's sake through faith and faith alone in him. Romans chapter 3 Verse 21 reads, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time, so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Romans 4, 9 reads, And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, His faith is counted as righteousness. Thus faith lay hold of the all-sufficient work of Christ. In fact, faith itself was and is the result of the internal work of the Spirit in connection with the hearing of the gospel. Faith justifies by virtue of its content, that is, its object, which is Jesus Christ himself. Roman Catholic sacramentalism taught a both and theology. The church taught and teaches grace and free will, faith and or plus works, scripture and plus the church's interpretation and tradition, Christ plus Mary and the saints. In contrast, Protestant evangelicalism recovered the biblical gospel of Christ plus nothing. Some later used Latin phrases or mottos sum up the major truths recovered at the Reformation's. Sola gratias, grace alone. Sola fide, faith alone. Sola scriptura, scripture alone. Solus Christus, Christ alone. And all for the glory of God alone. Sole Deo gloria. The four basic ideas of New Testament Christianity rediscovered at the Reformation can be briefly summarized. The Reformers appealed to the scriptures that is, the 66 books of the Old and New Testaments, as the infallible norm for faith and practice. 
through and in the written word, which was the creation of God through men inspired of the Holy Spirit, God speaks. Thus he nourishes, feeds, and sustains his people and rules over his church, that is, his assemblies. The regenerate mind is capable of understanding Scripture through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, whereas the unregenerate mind cannot. Scripture is the original historical source of revelation and the standard for judging all revelations, traditions, and religious experiences. Men may err, no matter their religious positions or title, but God's word remains true forever. One motto expressed and continues to express the heart of the gospel, Christ alone. Jesus is the unique person sent from God. He is the appointed Savior, the God-man. His cross stands at the center of the gospel. There Jesus died in our place and offered to God a perfect, sufficient sacrifice for sin. By his death and resurrection, he delivered us from sin, death, and the devil. He made the all-sufficient atonement, and his ransom was a complete satisfaction for sin. To attempt to supplement his work or to extend it by sacramental reenactments such as is done in the Mass was and is to deny the infinite value of his once and for all sacrifice. Listen to the words of the author of Hebrews chapter 10, 11 through 18, and Hebrews 9, 25 through 28. Every priest, talking about the old covenant, every priest stands day after day ministering and offering the same sacrifices time after time, which can never take away sins. But this man, after offering one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. He is now waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. For after he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after those days, the Lord says. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds, and I will never again remember their sins and their lawless acts. Now, where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Hebrews 9, 25. He did not do this to offer himself many times as the high priest enters the sanctuary yearly with the blood of another. Otherwise, he would have had to suffer many times since the foundation of the world. But now he has appeared one time at the end of the ages for the removal of sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for people to die once and after this judgment, so also Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation, deliverance, to those who are waiting for him. People cannot be a part savior of themselves or of other people. Jesus' death, because of his person, is so unique and so powerful then it cannot be repeated or renewed. Sola gratia, salvation by grace alone, expresses the truth for which Paul and Luther, Calvin, and many others gave their lives in ministry. Paul expresses it in these words. He saves us, not because of deeds done by us in righteousness, but in virtue of his own mercy, Titus 3.5. 
It is not our own sense of sorrow and deeds of penance or good deeds of mercy that saves us, but only God's undeserved compassion and loving kindness. Mankind, people, are so lost, so fallen, that God must create in them a new heart, a new will to enable them to lean upon Christ. Salvation is of the Lord. We are saved by the free grace of God. It is a donation, a gift earned for us by Jesus Christ. Solely by grace means that our hope for salvation lies not in our self-induced changes of behavior, but in the impartation of life. We are saved by grace. We are empowered by grace, and we are kept by grace. But God's grace operates through faith alone, sola fide. This faith is defined as the commitment of the whole person to the living Christ manifested in the gospel. We are not Christians by automatic bestowals of grace by means of religious ritual through priest. God saves us by his grace through raising us from spiritual death and awakening in us faith in Jesus, the Son of God. We place our faith in Christ alone. His perfect righteousness is credited to us, and we're accepted as God's own child. By grace, we are saved through faith so that no person can boast. Praise be to God for his all-gracious work in saving lost sinners who have no merit except that which is given to them by God because of Christ Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension. Amen. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insight.